I am all for paying to market to new customers, but I'll never be able to wrap my mind around paying for our own diners. Why should we have to pay cover fees? It's like getting penalized for being busy. That's why I'm a huge fan of Yelp Guest Manager. It's a reservation and waitlist system connected to a diner network nine times larger than Open Table, and they never charge cover fees. Learn about their new $99 per month plan for newly opened restaurants at restaurants.yelp.com forward slash podcast or call 877-571-9357 and tell them full comp sent you. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kobe a Michelin-rated restaurateur. We're taking a slight detour this season, and together with the professor of profitability, David Scott Peters, we're unpacking the tools and tactics used by the most profitable restaurant brands to help you make more money. Join us daily to get an actionable tip you can use in your restaurant today. Today we're talking about what makes up great hospitality. How would you define that, David? Well, let's define what it's not, and... One of the things that people often think about is back in the early 90s, it was, let me introduce myself. My, my name's David, this very corporate rote kind of thing and jazz hands. Look, look at me. We're going to create this experience for you. And it's not that. That's not great hospitality. Great hospitality is when your guest needs are anticipated and met for them, that they can communicate and stay connected with each other. So for instance, a great hospitality experience versus a bad hospitality experience, once I walk in the door, if I walk in the door and I'm talking with my guest that I want to spend time with, and all of a sudden I have to go, hold on, hold on, is somebody going to seat us? We break that connection. A great hospitality experience is I'm immediately greeted and I'm walked to my table and I'm not chasing you to my table. If it's full service, you're like, hey, how's your day? Da, da, da. We're having a little bit of conversation, reading the guests, but we're being taken care of. When we get to the table, it's, you know, that three minute rule. I better have had somebody come by my table because as I'm talking, that clock is running. And if I've got to go, hold on a second, Josh, is someone going to take our order? I've broken that connection. And it's little things throughout. So for instance, again, going back in the early 90s, hi, my name is David. I don't give a shit who you are. I don't know you. (laughs) You just walked to my table. I will never remember your name. Versus, man, those are great glasses, Josh. Where'd you get those? Oh, these are such, oh, that's a great t-shirt. Or, oh, I love the socks or whatever it may be. And all of a sudden you're creating a bond, a relationship. You're breaking the ice. And all of a sudden we say, is it your first time here? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you should really know about our XXX. Let me get you started with a drink and maybe an appetizer. You take the order and then you start to walk away and you say, what? You stop yourself. You come back and say, oh, by the way, my name's David. I'll be the one who will take care of you if you need anything. And all of a sudden, now I give a shit about you. You broke the ice, you created a bond, you showed your knowledge of the menu, you were making sure we'd taken care of and oh, By the way, as an afterthought, I'm here to help. And it's going through the rest of the experience, making sure that if I ordered soup, that you're marking the table with a soup spoon. It's a part of a system, a process, a way that when my soup shows up, I don't go, hey, hold on, Josh, can I get a soup? A soup spoon, it's a steak. Did a steak knife get marked the table before the steak ever came out that I have a conversation, I don't even look, and here's the steak knife, and I continue to stay connected all the way through the end of the experience that when we walk out the door, that our needs were anticipated, met for us, 
So when I get out the door, I give you a big hug. I go, dude, that was, was so great to see you. This place was great. We should come back here. Which means a great hospitality experience was making sure we never broke our connection. And that's where we lose it in our industry. We think very corporate, the old 80s, 90s, wrote kind of we can train hospitality. Well, you train it by anticipating their needs. Does that make sense? It does. I do have a question, though. So there are a bunch of people listening that are like, yo, David, I run a 6,000 square foot restaurant. I have seven employees right now, and they're all working part time. How do I ensure a great hospitality experience with reduced staff? Well, I think what you've got to do is you start to think about how do you make it easier for your guests and your employees? And that could be as simple as removing some tables. If you don't have the staff to handle the tables you have now, then remove them, make them smaller sections so the guest feels taken care of and you show that you have the team to take care of what you've got. The other part is reduce your menu. Don't make it so grand. That reduces our labor costs in the kitchen from prep to how many cooks we need on the line. But it translates to an easier guest experience, an easier server experience or cashier experience because we don't have this laundry list of information I've got to have in my head. I've simplified. I've made it easier. It makes the guest a much easier person to take care of. Does that make sense? It does. And I think that operationally, what you're talking about makes a lot of sense. But from an ideological perspective, I think what you're doing is you're resetting the expectations for the guests in this moment, that they might have to seat themselves or that they might have to place their order on a tablet, that what you're trying to do is create a great hospitality experience, not generally, but within the confines and the constraints of what you can do in a given moment. 100%. And what's been interesting is as we're going through our fourth, you know, hit to the chin with inflation slash recession, but starting with COVID, as the industry hates this word, we pivoted. The truth is we now have technology stacks and you customer is used to grabbing their phone and QR coding. They're used to making sure that going to a device and ordering themselves, they're used to these things. So culture's already been changing. What we've got to do is remember that we're still ultimately trying to create a great guest experience. So now with this new tech stack and this new these new rules, how do I make it that my guest still doesn't break the bond with whom they're with? And that's it's really just adapting. And that's going to be training and management and all the things that make a good restaurant great. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.